Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Interesting day. I am the queen of the multitasker. Always used to be. I certainly, now that I have fibromyalgia, do not have that ability like I used to. But the kind of base tendency is still there. And it was interesting because a couple of things sort of came up this morning. One, I think I've mentioned it once before in a podcast, but I purchased this program called The Revolutioner. Revolutioner Revolutioner.com. I'm actually going to do a YouTube video later this morning and uh, link it and put it on the uh, Living Well website because I've been very thrilled with it. And, and I'm going to talk about that just a little bit again in a second. And then when I decided to podcast, I am multitasking right now, by the way. I have seemed to have kind of got my mental and physical energies back right now. The tax season's over. We got our son moved. My house is back to normal. You know, I've sort of got my order back in place and I've had a couple of good nights, re- nights of rest. And that seems to just sort of be a trigger for me to, you know, get things done again. And I love being in that, in that frame of mind. Uh, so I also got up this morning to have an ionic foot bath. I'm just coming to the tail end of this cold. I want to make sure that I'm completely keeping my lymph nodes uh, drained and just keeping myself detoxed. And I grabbed my meditation book. Now, I've, I know I've done lots of um, podcasts where I talk about uh, the journey to the heart. And it's interesting because I opened the book to today's date, even though that was like 17 pages past or whatever past the last time I read it. I tend to let the universe speak to me, so I'm not, I might go backtrack later, but today I needed to know what today was going to say to me, because that's where I open myself. I feel I open myself to the universe with an intention, and I allow the universe to speak to me, and what is today's topic? <laughs> and by the way, it's my very dear girlfriend, uh, Cindy's birthday today, so I thought this was interesting as well. Trust each step, and how that ties in a little bit with speaking about using the Revolutioner product. She talks today about staying present for each step of your journey, that we don't go from one place to another in a gigantic leap, but that we actually kind of get there in baby steps. And I've spoken of this before, actually, and just making sure that in your life, you're looking at each of your steps and each of your decisions and the consequences. You know, all part of not living in regret is not being rash and making, you know, quick decisions. You may decide something's right or wrong for you very quickly, but not to, you know, jump before you leap before you look type idea. Now, at the same token, I'm going to just make a caveat there that there are a lot of people that do a fair bit of um, ready, aim, 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 and they, they never fire. And that's kind of the opposite of this, which is that's not good either. Sometimes ready, aim, or ready, fire, and then start aiming. Because sometimes there's you just need that. So again, it's all kind of about knowing yourself. But... Oftentimes, she's, uh, in the book, she speaks about we pray for miracles when what we're really praying for, and this is the little, the little link into my other comment, was we're praying for a shortcut. We're praying that we can skip a step. And you know, once I kind of thought about that for a moment, I thought that cannot honestly ring so true for myself and for so many of us. And we're probably doing it on a subconscious level, not even realizing that we're really not wanting to accept whatever stage we're just happen to be in right now. We want the end result. And being a woman like myself that has a personality of kind of instant gratification and patience, I'm a control freak, uh, 
like I say, you should be quite a multitasker. I am definitely pre-programmed to always want to be at the end. I am one of those people that every now and then will cheat and read the end of the book and then go back and read. I know, sad and pathetic, but I, I am. I want to know what's going to happen. So think about that. And that's the reason I wanted to talk about that. Oh, let me just see what she has to say here. Uh, the simple act of acceptance of returning to each step of our path can often bring us the miracle we need. Then we see the truth. The real miracle is one always available to each of us. It's a simple miracle of acceptance. We can go where we want to go one step at a time. So her, her kind of mantra for today is stay present with each step of your journey. Trust each stage. Many things are possible for you. And if you accept that, the fastest way is one step at a time. The reason I, I thought that linked into what I wanted to speak about this morning was I got up this morning and I threw my headset on and I was listening to one of my 12-minute tracks of The Revolutioner. Now, The Revolutioner is a company. It's revolutioner.com, just like it sounds, guys. And they sell uh, music soundtracks that help balance the left and right brain, okay? Now, I tend to be a little OCD. So I am a person that most of my life, adult life, I've struggled with a bit of depression. I have battled that um, quite brilliantly the last few years with some emotional and spiritual cleansing and some clearing and diet supplementation that I take that's designed um, true hope supplements that are designed for mental health uh, I have a, uh, my son and a number of friends on them as well they really help combat anxiety but when I was listening to my soundtrack this morning I realized what we're all looking for is we're all looking for a magic pill very similar to the comments in the um, affirmation this morning in the uh, in the book was we're looking for the shortcut and you know what? That's It's about the journey. And I know this is a tough one because you keep hearing it and everyone's like, oh, it sounds so patsy and it's just, but it is true. This is a journey we're on. And I, above everyone else, when I'm speaking to you about this, am guilty of this. So I, I really do know what I'm talking about on this particular one. I have personal experience with it. It is how I'm wired. But it doesn't change the fact that I accept the reality that the journey is important. And it is, it is the goal, not the end result. So am I very, I mentioned the other day that we have finally made the decision. We have given our renter notice upstairs. We're going to renovate. And as it turned out, again, here with timing, the neighbor next door, who's a general contractor, and he just does beautiful work. And I really want him to oversee this reno. It may have cost me a little more, but I know he thinks outside the box and can get very creative in small spaces. Um, he just doesn't seem to want to do this work. And as it turns out, my other dear girlfriend of mine, Marianne, she flips houses for a living. She renovates them very drastically, complete makeover. And she's been doing that for a number of years. So she has a team, she has contractors, but she knows how to quote these things. And she doesn't have anything on the go right now. And she wants to help anyways, just as a girlfriend. But it was like, I may have the opportunity to literally hire her and work with someone that will just work at my pace and will uh, brainstorm together because we have very similar thought patterns. And she'll probably save me about $20,000 to be quite honest. I am so excited, all because I just sort of let it play itself out. I knew what I wanted. I made the decision. We gave the notice. We've made the decision to bring on exchange students for a year and share our home instead of rent part of our home. And because we have a lot to offer back, I believe, and I think it would just be a great experience. We'll see how it goes. So I opened to the universe. I made those decisions and I acted on them very quickly. But other things that are supporting those decisions, I really let just play out to see who wanted to um, bite at the opportunity, who was available, and it's just kind of interesting, this is how it's worked out. So I'm, this morning, I like I say, I've been, uh, I've also done something else very small, like when I talk about 
to all of you doing what you need to do to be as, you know, as happy as comfortable. There's lots of little things. Now, unfortunately, right now in our life, we also not only just have colds going on, but my husband seems to have a bit of sleep apnea and it's really affecting his sleep, which of course means I'm sleeping with him and it's affecting mine. So I tend to bop over to my bedroom and, uh, nine times out of ten we're in separate bedrooms but that particular bed in our guest room that is it's my dressing room it's my bedroom we have small rooms in this house but it's our guest room has a good quality mattress for support but it has no cushy on top and with my fibro I have very tender shoulders and joints and hips and things well our main bed has one of those beautiful memory foam toppers on it this one didn't and I've been putting it off putting it off putting it off so I finally, you know, went to Costco, got myself a memory foam topper and then zipped into a store called Winners we have here. It's one of those discount clearance stores and got beautiful new white sheets for $30. It was like amazing. They were on the clearance rack, all 600 thread count. I was just thrilled. Let me tell you from my personality how exciting it was to one, if I have to sleep apart from my husband, I am now super comfortable. And I mean, there's just nothing like crisp new sheets. I'm sorry. It's just I got him new sheets for our king bed. Uh, we had ones that were really old and ill-fitting and they kept bunching up and that as well all these little things that are little irritants they disrupt your calm they disrupt your sleep patterns look after those things if you've got these little nagging things in your mind all the time for me it was sheets it was an uncomfortable bed maybe you're hanging on to stuff we've spoken about you know clearing and and minimizing a little bit maybe you're just hanging on to boxes of junk that just every time you walk in your garage it's an unconscious little pull at the back of your mind that's stressful get rid of it. Big Brothers comes tomorrow at my house and there's three things out front that are just bye-bye. The whiteboard's too big for this house. I have no place for it anymore now that Ryan's turned my spare room into a server room that used to be my husband's office. So the whiteboard was always there with notes. So he gave me his little whiteboard. And so you know what? I'm looking at it. Could I use that down the road? Yes, maybe. But I'm thinking about, you know, what we're going to do in our rentals. And I'm thinking there's no room that's going to fit in really. And do we really need it? Someone else can benefit. My grandfather, granddaughter's grown out of her little bike. It's used anyways. Off it goes. I don't need to. I just need to find it a home. Someone else needs to benefit from these things. And a whole box of pillows and bedding, like decorative pillows that are just, I found during the move, that are still in great shape. Uh, there's even a duvet in there. There was just so much extra stuff. Let it go. Some even old speakers, surround sound speakers, you know, mid-quality, but they're still functioning. Some teenager might find them on the shelf at the Big Brother store or whatever donation for five bucks and be thrilled. It's like, just let it go. So one of the things I've noticed uh, using this revolutioner is how much calmer it is keeping me and my thought pattern is more concise. So I don't tend to get into that OCD control freak mode where I get very narrow-minded all the time. And if I do get to that point, I snap out of it quicker than I used to. I used to, when I was younger, get lost in that sometimes mental maze for months on end. And it was very, you know, it's been very hard on my marriage. It's very hard on my family. Uh, and that just doesn't happen anymore. But these are the little things that I put into place. So when we talk about the journey, I made sure that, you know, one, I enjoy the journey and I enjoy the things that make my journey more enjoyable. And some of them can be very tiny changes. So think about that in your life. Now for me, I'm, I guess I would be a morning person. Now I definitely am more exhausted in my life with my illness. It's very unfortunate, but I don't wake up, you know, grumpy, not wanting to talk to anybody. Once I'm awake, I'm awake and I'm on. Even if I have to nap three hours later, 
I am just, you know, I have a girlfriend that we travel together and it's like, do not speak to her after let's let her wander around the house for an hour, let her have her coffee and we'll meet for brunch. We're all aware of that about her personality and you just, we work around it. But no, when I'm up, I'm up and uh, it's just the way of the world. But I had noticed that um, a couple months back when I started doing this soundtrack that if I, instead of just having it during the day, which sometimes works as well, I like to start my morning with it because when I do wake up, I'm usually waking up into a world of a, a bit of discomfort. I'm usually in a bit of pain and uh, I'm often still very tired in the morning. But I, I have to get up and get things done and I just want to kind of kick out of that mind frame. So I put this headset on, I do my 12 minutes. Sometimes I even listen to two. I did it very religiously for a month and I also float, don't forget as well, that helps um, that alpha wave and, and beta wave and theta wave type uh, calming. And now I can do it a couple times a week and I'm really finding that I just am, I'm just more balanced of a person. So there's a little thing. So there's no pill that I can take. I was on antidepressants for years that has ever given me the freedom and the uh, ability to enjoy my life more than the little rituals and little techniques that I use now. I have a fuller, more manageable life now than I did for me anyways on medication. Don't get me wrong, very, very necessary for some people and was necessary in my life. But there were things that I dealt with through, like I say, I did a clearing. And in, as it turned out, my, my uh, depression was linked to a genetic sadness that was coming down through the generations on my mom's side. And whether you believe in that or not, you know, the Bible talks about the sins of the father. I do not believe, I believe now that with science we have proven that that is actually genetic memory that the Bible is talking about there. They are not talking about the fact that if your father went off and killed someone, you're going to pay that price. What I believe the Bible is warning us about in an age beyond our understanding, but we are we can understand now with this, you know, science and technology, that we have things in our genetic code that just get passed down generation to generation. It's very similar to, you know, the phantom limb when you lose a limb that, you know, the, the nerves still sense the limbs there and people still experience pain or people lose their memory or, uh, and they still have flashbacks. They have senses of things or twins that can feel each other across the mind. There's just so many phenomena out there. You just have to ask yourself, you know, what if, what's really going on here? So those are kind of the things I sort of believe in. So I did a, I did a clearing and, and cleared that sadness and the depression was literally lifted. Now there are other areas though mentally and anxiety wise that I still struggle a little bit. So for me, the answer wasn't drugs any longer. I didn't need that to, to combat that. It was diet and lifestyle and meditation. And I suck at meditation. Okay. I have a mind chatter that never shuts up, which is why I love to float. So I, I, I do yoga. Those are the things that I do to keep my core strength. You need to keep core strength in your, no matter what your illness or wellness, you need to stay strong. Your body is meant to move. I even noticed three days in bed with my cold. I was so achy and I could tell the difference between the cold pain and the, I have been in bed for a couple of days, pain and my body needs to move. So let me tell you, after power washing for a couple hours on the weekend, I was locked up like a brick Sunday night. But you know, a couple days I get in my bath, Epsom salts, use my essential oils, get in my, in my um, sorry guys, my sauna. I have an infrared sauna. I've collected a lot of things in my life that are all about health and wellness, as you can tell about the things I talk about. And these are the things that just done on a regular basis that are part of my routine, like showering and eating and brushing my teeth keep me very functioning for someone with my disease, very functioning. In fact, I had a client walk in a few weeks ago, a new client for an ionic foot bath and looked at me and she goes, 
my girlfriend told me you had fibro. You don't have fibro. It's like, yes, I do. And this is a good day, but you are seeing someone that has learned after three and a half years how to manage that. So I was in a lot better place than she's at in her life yet. And I get to help her get to my place. So that's pretty exciting. But I digress. So these are things that we are all looking for that fast fix. There is not a pill from a pharmaceutical company. And for all my listeners around the world, this is more of a problem in North America. But the bottom line is our lives are busy no matter where on the planet we are. And no matter what culture we live in, we are faced with with issues there. Whether you're living in a communist country or you're living in a country that has just got, uh, you know, governmental issues. Or maybe there's a lot of corruption in your country. Uh, maybe your taxes are very high. Maybe it's hard to find work. Every, I've really started to get a, a, I've always tried to be very global. My global attitude is becoming so much more broad, especially with the son living in South Africa and some of my travels throughout Europe is, you know, we talk about first world problems. There's problems everywhere. It's just, everyone's are different, but we still have to cope and manage and look after ourselves and look internally for the answers. Okay, there is, like I say, there's no magic bullet that's going to solve the problems. The question is understanding yourself, understanding perhaps the universe, and then wondering and putting into place things that can help you cope better with, with those, uh, th those situations. Now for me, this is strictly for me, I live in a first world nation. That's just, I'm so very fortunate. I live in Canada and for the most part, although we have a lot of corrupt officials, we still have a government that for the most part is fair and taxation pays, you know, for medical and our roads and our education. We have a lot of issues. Democracy is only a couple hundred years old. It's, it's got a long way to go. But we are, you know, compared to certain countries, you know, apparently the president of South Africa has something like 67 counts of fraud and extortion or something against him and they can't get him out of power. He's just, he's just using all the ta tax dollars to build million dollar mansions instead of schools so they can educate the populace. Like that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. I'm very fortunate. I accept that. But my life still comes with issues and my illness comes with issues. So it's a matter of dealing with, with those issues. And it was funny. I was one of these thoughts about the journey is how I really deal with my family. I have quite a dysfunctional family and we have some very serious issues in our family. It's, it's very unfortunate. But I have found that not reacting and not always jumping at something with my family, letting the journey take its time and letting things fall out has been amazingly rewarding for me amazingly you know whether it's emotional financial or just any sort of support or promises that don't come through or something else happens when I am calm and patient and stand back the universe just reshuffles and the need gets met in another way I you know it when it, it's one of my something my mother is is rather hurt by in her life the fact that I went out and made friends at her family but I had to I had a dysfunctional very dysfunctional family that was very emotionally starving me and was actually a bit abusive and so I really kind of emotionally abusive I found that I had to find a way to survive and we do subconsciously just be very clear by the way that your body your mind it remaps to for survival and it's just like a, a child that's trying to get attention, whether it's going to get attention positively or negatively, you're teaching that child which attention it's going to get. But if it needs attention, it's going to get it. So be aware of that. And we are no different as adults. Those things are programmed in our life. So my, uh, my love language is touch. And, uh, and I need connection. I need, I need that in my life. And when things were not being met in my family, I walked outside my family as a young adult 
And the universe just supplied me with these amazing friends, you know, people that are like surrogate mothers and sisters that are in my life today, have been here for 30 some odd years. And I have to say, I have noticed over the years, there's been comments by my family sort of of jealousy, like your friends mean more than we do. Well, that's because their unawareness of the pain they were causing me is simply just not there. And you know what? Say la vie. I'm that's this isn't about a bash on them. It's just their awareness just isn't there, but my needs still needed to be met. And instead of turning committing suicide or and I certainly, you know, I had an eating disorder when I was younger from the age of 16 to, you know, 21 that I had to battle professionally and I did all of that alone without family support. And I'm very very lucky. But again, over the years, I sought out what I needed, whether subconsciously or consciously, I knew I needed a network. I know that my personality needs that connection. I'm not an introvert. Therefore, I went out and found it. So make sure that in your life that you are not on a treadmill. If you do have, just as a sideline, if you have people in your life that are toxic or even family, you need to control that. You do have the power. Do not let them take your power and, and learn to manage that situation to the benefit of your life and your happiness. We don't need to be cruel. You know, we do not need to, to engage all the time. We simply need to remove ourselves from the situation and find ways to meeting that need elsewhere. Okay, so that's just a little segue there emotionally, but a lot of these things are tied into things in our life, decisions that we're making. And again, back to that, you know, looking for that magic pill, there's usually a lot of background and um, experiences and um, I'm, I'm looking for a word, guys. Sorry, it's just left my brain. Uh, circumstances maybe be the best one you know, through our life that are causing us to, uh, to look for a fix where really, if you could just step back and, you know, back to the one, three, five rule, step back once, step back three steps. And in major situations, take that five steps back and look down the road to see where a change in pattern or a change in decision could lead, could lead you. Cause it's always about the possibilities, folks, always about the possibilities. Have a great day, everyone. And I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.